struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We're alive with the vault. I'm your host, Jessica Hastings Lesperance, and let me introduce my wonderful, amazing co-host, Ashley Lubamiv. If I pronounce that right? Yeah, you got yes. it. <laughs> we practiced that a lot beforehand. <laughs> and let me introduce our wonderful host coming on today um, to go on the show with us, Ashley Cunningham. And Ashley, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, okay, so I am a mortgage agent and I am with Mortgage Architects. Um, I started in brokering in 2009, so I have been around for a while. Um, prior to that, I worked with the Bank of Montreal for nearly 10 years. So I guess around 23 years, I'm headed into my 24th year working wow. in finance. So um, been around the industry for a really long time. Uh, went to college for small business management, which had like a focus on accounting and marketing. Uh, I was pretty young, wasn't really sure the direction I wanted to take. And then, you know, wound up at the bank. And honestly, when I landed that job, just married, um, I thought, oh, I've got my job at the bank, gonna get my pension, you know, here I am for life. And it, it wasn't too many years into it, I realized that I wasn't happy a couple of kids in and um, pressures of working for corporate. And it just, it wasn't the atmosphere that I was looking for. And I had a family that was in brokering already. And I reached out to her and she had a company in Wasaga Beach, Donna Mullen. And I reached out to her and, and said, you know, I'm, are you looking to expand into our region? And uh, she said, yeah, that would be amazing. And so once I realized this world of brokering that could provide, you know, the client's all the different options, as opposed to just working in one institution and having solutions that, you know, just involved looking after the client as opposed to having a sales target. It, the rest is history. I've never looked back. So, yeah. What, what have you found the biggest difference between working for a bank and then being a mortgage specialist? Mm -hmm. Um. Well, the biggest, the biggest thing is, is I, have a slew of different products um, that are available so I can pair the client with the product that's best for them. Um, when you work for a particular financial institution, you only have available their suite of products, right? So as a yeah. broker, um, we have access to a lot of the main street uh, retail financial institutions and credit unions, uh, life insurance companies, monoline lenders, mortgage trust companies um yeah so do you, it's just do you find uh, different that, that you've been able to qualify more people than you have at the bank oh definitely yes yeah i i have different financial institutions that actually refer to me when they're unable to do it within in-house yeah and with yeah. the market right now as we all know the real estate market how it's shifting are you finding a lot more of that right now like there's just not enough people able to qualify so they're having to go to third parties yeah like it is a big challenge um a lot of the reason for the rates and the stress test right so just yeah. that higher level of income that's required 
Um, I'm also starting to see a little bit more uh, diving a little deeper into the underwriting and in terms of documentation and down payment and that sort of thing. So, I mean, it's definitely not getting any easier. So being educated and working with someone who knows all the ins and outs and can guide, like I, I've had lots of clients over the years too, where, you know, it's, I, I don't like to say no, it might be not now. So let's work towards the goal. Yeah. I love that. I think that's my favorite part that you just said, because I've met a lot of people, they get so discouraged and they think, well, I was just told no. Where on the other hand, if we can just set up the steps to get you to a yes, the thing mm -hmm. is they have to do the work though, right? I've met people who kind of do both. They they just take the no, they shut down and opposed to doing the work and the steps to get that yes and working with that person for the entire process. So someone like yourself who doesn't really give up on them, you just still continue with them. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah, I come, coming up with a plan and you know, even if it's young family wanting to buy their first home and working towards, you know, a budget and saving and that sort of thing, getting established in their career, building their credit, or if it's more of a credit repair where, you know, I've had to put them in a private with a private lender or with an alternative style lender. Okay, so we're going to place you here. So what are the steps we're going to take to move you from there to a traditional lender? Yeah. I love that term, credit repair. <laughs> it's so kind. <laughs> well, I mean, I life it. happens and things happen and, you know, yeah. none of us are perfect. And uh, sometimes, you know, we have blemishes and they can be fixed. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing where there's always a solution. You know what I mean? Like I sometimes meet people and they get so discouraged and I'm just thinking, oh, there's so many other avenues. So many, you know, can mm -hmm. you speak to anything else that may like may help someone or or kind of what you're seeing now? Honestly, um, if if somebody is running into problems and they're struggling, it's it's best not to bury your head in the sand. Reach out to somebody. Even, you know, if you have a mortgage, reach out to your mortgage broker. Um, reach out to your bank. Don't bury your hand in the, head in the sand. Um, ignoring it, letting payments be missed, and, and it goes deeper and deeper. The problem only makes work, makes it worse. It doesn't you know, you don't come to a, a good solution. So generally, there are programs and plans that if, you know, you talk to somebody, they might be able to help in ways that, you know, you're completely unaware of. Yeah, I find that a lot. Like I'm even still learning. And of course, we're in real estate. So we we do connect with mortgage brokers often, right? That's part of our role as well in learning their stats, but that's why we refer it to an expert is because there are so many different avenues that not everyone is really aware of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a really like the job that I'm in. I love it. I'm very passionate about it, but it is not an easy job. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and coming, going to somebody who, you know, has experience that can, you know, navigate all the challenges. Um, also people that have those relationships. I work with a team, uh, being a part of Mortgage Architects, we have um, very good relationships uh, with all of our lenders. So, you know, building those relationships so that, you know, in those moments where you need an exception, because, you know, maybe something doesn't just quite fit into the box, but it's still, you know, you feel in your, you know, that it should go, you know, you have those relationships, you can make that happen, right? So, working with someone who who has the warehouse and know-how and the relationships to 
to look after you is extremely important, especially now when things are so difficult. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Can we jump when you were mentioning that you have your finance, small business management? Mm-hmm. So do you work a lot with small businesses? A lot of my clientele are business for self. Yes. It is something that, or that sort of group of clientele, um, I have helped a lot. There's a lot of programs out there. Like, you know, I don't like being, doing what I do. I'm self-employed just as a real estate agent would be, right? It's my own business. So I get it. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and builders and developers. So, I mean, it is, I'm passionate about helping those people and guiding them to, to the steps to make sure, you know, okay, you want to do this way. You want to write everything off. That's great. So what are we going to do then to qualify you when you need to borrow money? These are all things that you need to think about, right? Yeah, so. I've learned that, you know, right <laughs> off great. But when you need to qualify for something, you're like, well, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. there are lenders that will let us do stated income or look at cash flow, like bank statements or um, people who are 100% commissioned where they get a T4A with no source deductions from their from their income, um, that they'll look at that. So there, there's programs that are available to those types of borrowers. Um, but, you know, knowing how to navigate all that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really important. Like anyone listening right now, if you're a small business owner, I would just take notes on what Ashley just said, because I've been there before and I didn't know about that. And if I look back, that would have definitely 100% been helpful for sure. You know, what do they say? You can't have your cake and eat it too kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all have to pay our taxes. So, I mean, we don't want to give way more than we have to but <laughs> yeah yeah you had yeah. like a number one tip to give small business owners with what you're seeing right now what would that be what do you think would be like the ultimate tip to share with them protect your credit yeah protect your credit um you have access to more products better products um the stronger your credit is. And, and, um, you know, if, if your score is a little on the low side, there are things that can be done pretty easily and quickly, uh, strategy to, to look at that. And if anybody ever had any questions, I'm, I'm happy to help them because every situation is slightly unique, but you know, it, protecting your credit, number one. Yeah. Would you say, you know, making that business plan every year as well? Like I know we were taught that we make our goals, we get that profit down, uh, the units. We also even go over personal expenses, you know, really yeah. numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Always. And setting goals. I'm a huge, huge, um, I, I've already actually sat down and done mine for 2024. So that's good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> If you haven't yet, you're behind. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I, I just look at it from a lending standpoint with um, when the first thing, you know, if, if you have a self-employed individual and they've got strong credit, it helps, you know, getting that approval immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's important, right? Sometimes, you know, as business owners, you're living off a line of credit until you get rolling and get income coming in. Yeah. Like self-employed people, um, like they can 
purchase with as little as 10% down on a stated income type of scenario, right? And in order to qualify for that type of product, you have to have strong credit. If your credit is weak, you will not qualify for it. And then you're going to be looking at an alternative lender and, you know, more like 20 to 25% down as opposed to 10. So, yeah. So it just makes sense in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when you're repairing somebody's credit, how long does that take? Like, is that a long process? Like months? It depends. Yeah. It yeah. depends. It can be a really quick fix. Or it can be more of a process. It just depends on what they've gone through. If they've had a bankruptcy or a proposal, or if it's just been some recent slow payments right. or credits just maxed, right? But they're at their limits. Yeah. yeah. What are you seeing a lot of right now? Um, Like in terms of credit, yeah. I've seen a lot of people that actually their credit is just fine. It's good. Where the challenge is, is uh, the qualifying the stress test. Yeah. So honestly, like I'm, I'm not seeing any more people with um, bad credit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still seeing people that people are paying their bills or looking after their finances. It's just um, the qualifying end of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tricky now. Do you feel that's going to change here? You know, I know there's been a lot of movement in the States and some there's just talking that it's me trickle our way a little bit more. Well, I'm sort of out of prediction, the prediction business I've given up. Um, <laughs> That's probably a good thing. <laughs> um, I, I mean, inflation, they announced inflation this morning, actually for November and it remained level. It's the same at point one as it was in October, December. So yeah, for November. And, um, I don't know. I, I mean, the talk is okay. When are we going to see the decreases? I, they're probably done with the increases now. They say, you know, if we have to, we will raise again. But um, they're they're probably done with that. The question well, is, when will the decreases start, and and how quick will they happen? And and I don't know. There's some economists that are saying, you know, the next announcement there might be a cut, but I think that's really optimistic. Yeah. I think it will be slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you I say don't... your biggest success in your business would be? Success. Um, if It gives me great pleasure to help people achieve their financial and homeownership dreams. So like with every approval and purchase or, you know, success, in new venture development being purchased, that's that is my success. So, yeah, it's a big deal because if you think about it, we we create the deal and then we need you. <laughs> like we are married, and if yeah. both, you know, like if both of our you know processes aren't working together, there is no deal sometimes. Yeah, you um, know, we really do need your end, which is yeah. Quite- I, I really like to have my hand on the pulse um, with realtor and lawyer and all steps through the process. Um, I've never had a file that didn't fund that should have funded. Um, That's important. I'm, yeah. That is <laughs> the most important thing. My file is fund. That for you. Do you know what I mean? You hear people all just work out. Well, why didn't it work out? Oh, well, we couldn't get financing. 
but did you look around? Did you ask the right questions? Did you talk to an expert? Yeah. Like there's so many different, you know, things that we need to pay attention to on your end, yeah. as well, right? I really like to pre-qualify my clients, like get as much of the documentation up front as I can. As we know, that's only half of the battle to the approval. The property side of things can also um, comes into play, right? But getting all that information and vetting the clients up front as much as possible is extremely important so that when they get to the point where they've got their accepted offer, you know, they are confident in the fact that, you know, they will, they will qualify for that amount of money, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah. We do that too. In fact, our rule of thumb for our team is if you don't pre-qualify them, we haven't done our role properly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I do a full underwrite. It's a little different than just a pre-approval where you go online and you fill out one of those little calculators and says, oh, you're pre-approved because you yeah. input your information yourself without actually having anybody review any documentation. So I do a full underwrite for my, I don't even call them pre-approvals because I don't like that term. I pre-qualify them. Yeah. And uh, it's very important to have that condition of finance if you do actually require a mortgage. Yeah, I agree. I feel the term pre-approval is loosely used and misunderstood. Yes. I know we've had clients who, oh, I'm pre-approved. And to us, that sometimes means nothing, you know, until we see the back end of, okay, do you have this? We even have a relationship often with the mortgage broker and we're connecting with permission, of course, but what we have to work yeah. as a team, you know, absolutely. What yeah. would be the number one thing you see in real estate with your deals when clients come and say, oh, I've got a pre-approval, but, but they really haven't, or they think they have, or do you know what I mean? Like, what do you find that? Do you see that? Um, when they come to me for a pre-approval, I explain to them and I reword it. And I was like, a pre-approval is actually a rate hold. Yeah. So what you have is a rate hold. Um, it's not an approval, <laughs> right? It's a, here's the information. This is the amount of money we think you'll qualify. Here's your rate hold in, in case there's an increase. So you have that. And that's really all it is. And how long is that rate hold your 30 days? Is that kind of common? Uh, 90 to 120 days are typical for pre-approvals with most financial institutions. Right. Depending, yeah, most some, most are 120, some are 90. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Do you yeah. find you're pre qualifying that almost everybody's actually getting their mortgage when they purchase a property? Um, yeah, I haven't like I haven't had any where you know I've had people where they're looking and it's taking them a long time to find something. Um, but if I've told them that they qualify for that, then they will get it because I typically have my clients send me listings of properties they're interested in as well. And I'll have a look at that too, just to make sure there isn't any red flags with the property itself, something to do with zoning or the property type or the condition, that sort of thing. Or if it's something that's going to need, you know, a purchase plus improvements type of thing, um, what's going to be involved with that so that they're prepared to get all the required quotes and stuff up front with the submission. Yeah, I love that because you're doing such good due diligence. I feel at ease talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> I always say, and I don't know, I maybe stole this from one of my associates, but I always say surprises are for birthdays, not for real estate. 
Yeah, 100%. The last thing <laughs> is your surprises on closing day. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, we don't want that. <laughs> That's true. What would you say your biggest struggle would be in your career? Um, you know, in the beginning, it was a struggle just starting out and getting going. Um, I walked away from my career, started out with zero clientele. And I had two very young children. Uh, my kids were four and one and a half when I started. So, you know, just finding that balance and getting out there and building the business from nothing. Um, once you've got those relationships, things just sort of snowball and go. But, you know, that was that was the biggest challenge. And it was maybe the biggest challenge was just making the decision to do it. I don't know. 100%. I think in all of our episodes, that's probably a common thing is it's the fear of like, should I, should I not? And then people make the jump and then they think, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Aww. You're an inspiration, you know, having young kids and making that decision. I imagine it wasn't easy. Well, I had the support of my husband too. Yeah. He was like the anchor, right? He was the steadfast, had a regular paycheck when I walked away from mine. So yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. it's hard you know not having that steady income yeah like we live it every day <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah all three of us right yeah, yeah. It, it makes you hustle right and it's the passion like if you're not passionate then you're not going to get up every morning and go do it right yeah. yeah yeah especially you'd be competing against big banks yeah so like yeah. establishing that trust against people who are like think going to the bank is normal for the mortgage right? yeah yeah, I know, I, you know, yeah. from when, from when I started with the broker more, or bro, pardon me, blah, broker market share, um, from when I started to what it is today, like, it's night and day, really, like, the broker just keeps taking over more market share. And I, you know, as I've gone on, like, I haven't found it really hard. I've been around long enough. And luckily, we live in a beautiful small community that, you know, people know you by name. And so I have clientele, past clients that refer family, friends, mm -hmm. and, you know, business associates like yourself. And uh, so, you know, it just, just goes. It works. You know, sometimes I feel the safest route is a community route mm -hmm. with certain things, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love and, and like, and the broker market share, it's, it's growing too. Uh, Bank of Montreal, they left which was where I started out, they left the the broker channel in 2007. So before I had left, yeah. and uh, they're actually re entering the broker channel next in 2024. So and I've heard rumors of other big institutions doing the same types of market research that Bank of Montreal did a couple of years ago. So who knows, um, but they do see the value in what we do. Um, and the quality of business that brokers are referring to them. Well, that's, that's your answer right there. When you see the corporations making shifts like that, that's your flag to know like what your, what your route is that it's on the right path. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, I, I mean, it's the quality of the business that we send to and, and the knowledge that we have, the difference of, you know, if you walk into a branch and you see an individual um, like a personal banker, yeah. they're not only doing mortgages, right? Like they could be opening accounts, selling investments, like, Whereas you said they, they have sales targets yeah. too, right? And like with you, you're helping people when the barrier to entry is so high right now, 
like you're helping coach and mentor them through this process and and so many people need that yeah yeah it, it brings me joy it makes me yeah. happy <laughs> yeah oh that's good what would you say that your future goals are with your career like what's your vision where do you see yourself going um I honestly I just like to help as many families as I can right every year I grow and um you know, I, I do it on my own. I like, like I have a team of people, but the business that I do, I do on my own. I don't have an assistant or anything like that. Um, some of my associate associates have said I'm a little bit of a control freak that way, but I'm very, very um, particular in how my files are handled. And uh, I just, I just want to make sure people are looked after the best. So my goal would be just to continue to grow and every year just help as many families as I can, because that's what what makes me happy so when they're happy I'm happy yeah especially yeah. right now you know we, we're hearing so many stories of people starting to lose their home or something's going on where they're just not able to make those payments right yeah yeah I mean I, they're not coming out in droves like it, it's not the doom and gloom that the media tries to portray but yeah. uh, there are definitely more families struggling but at the end of the day Canadians take pride in home ownership and they will at all costs protect, you know, protect that investment, I think. So, but yes, definitely people are struggling more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that COVID and then the market shifting, a lot of changes, right? Yeah. Yeah. If what recommendation would you make to anyone in your career and, and kind of speaking to real estate? Um, recommendations like to a real estate agent or someone doing what I do? Uh, kind of both because we're kind of hitting both avenues. Um, you know, build your network, have your relationships and um, never stop learning. Yeah. 100%. And you know what? On your end, there's so much to learn. Like every time I talk to our broker, mortgage broker, I learn something new every time. Oh, and, I and mean, different banks do different things, right? So it's hard to it's, keep up with every single person's way and their system and stuff. It is, it is quite a world to navigate. And a lot of the lingo is complicated. Um, when you have people that are searching interest rates and stuff online, not understanding, like when they see a really low rate posted, well, what's an insured rate versus uninsured rate? And, you know, trying to explain that and help like when that's not their world understand and navigate that it can get pretty tricky so that's why I say like reach out to a professional that you trust don't yeah. just like go into the rabbit hole online or the neighbor I always love well my, my <laughs> neighbor said <laughs> yeah we yeah yeah trust the professionals like make yeah. sure it's somebody that you're working with that you trust um yeah but like I mean no one person is gonna ever know anything everything so they like knowing that, you know, somebody has their resources, has a team. So Ashley, if uh, somebody wanted to find you, where could they? Um, online uh, at my website's ashleycunningham.ca and I spell Ashley a with two E's or they could just email me or my cell. You want me to rhyme off my cell number or are you going to post it? <laughs> But typically by email or phone is the best way. Okay. 
That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. I learned a lot today and I love your introspection of, you know, your, 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 how you explored from beginning to where you are now and having young kids and leaving that big job and going out on your own. I think that's very inspirational. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, love I, it. I mean, I guess, you know, I am proud of, of what I've done. I'm, I feel very fortunate. I don't like to use the term lucky because I, I wouldn't call it luck because I worked really hard. So it's hard work. Yeah. Yes. But I feel very fortunate and yeah. blessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You went for it. You got over yeah. the fear and you went yeah. for it. You went all in. <laughs> Love it. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank well, you I, for joining yeah. us. Thank you for having me. You guys are doing a great thing here. Um, you've made me step a little bit out of my comfort zone. So thank you for that. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I'll I'll watch for your podcasts and and listen in on them regularly. Sounds good. Bring on, Ashley. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to The Vault. You can find us on Instagram at The Vault Podcast and on all podcast platforms. See you next episode.